2: Splash.
0: splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a 3-in-1 formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. It keeps you seeing safely all year long. Pick up some at Walmart today.
2: See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app.
0: Hi, I'm David. I'm Nate. And I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Jerry Bryant. And this is the JBTV Podcast. Well, let's uh, kick the show off with one of your live
0: songs. What do you want to start with on JBTV? Oh man, Annie probably a is a good yeah. one. Tell us about this song. I have a guitar solo in it, so I'm a little biased because I just like to shred sometimes. Uh huh. do my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hello,
3: JBTV. How are you? There we go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, this is Arizona. What's
4: up, Chicago? Yo, Arizona, the band, and not the state. It's good to have you here. It's good to be here. New one off the album coming out.
5: I know I left you in a bad way. Never call you back, and you always say well you gotta go. Do me wrong just like that. But baby, I know that you can't take the long nights in the heartbreak. But I always know you're gonna become coming running right back. So. A little insecure, baby, we're one and the same. Oh oh. Oh oh, 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 Annie. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, those big cold eyes that you're hiding behind. Oh, I can see through a every time. Oh, oh, Annie. Girl, you know that I need you. Oh, I love it when you smile, when you stay for a while.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Still to come, I got Greg Corner in the studio. In Arizona, this is your first television appearance of all time. And I guess you've done podcasts before, haven't you? Or this is actually our first podcast as well.
2: Wow.
6: This is a show of firsts, and it's all coming up next. And take it away, Greg Corner. This is Greg Corner with the JBTV podcast. Today in the studio we have Arizona. 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 The band in all the state. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about you know how you guys started, you know where you're from, all that kind of basic bullshit.
4: Uh, well, we're all from New Jersey, um, which is something that I feel like most people don't know because they're always like, are you guys from uh, the Southwest? Are you guys from Arizona? <laughs> I guess from Arizona. Um, but we're from New Jersey. Uh, Dave and I knew each other for a very, very long time. The, the keyboard player in Arizona, we, we we go back a while and. Up in Boston, where he went to school, uh, he met Nate, who also uh, went to school I was uh,
0: in college roommates with him. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. where we sort of... Since these guys have been friends for so long, Zach was just always hanging around. Always eating his
4: food yeah. at their apartment, just being like the leech that would just kick it at the the pad and make music.
0: Funny you know? story, the first time I met Zach, yeah. I hated this kid. Because he would, he would yeah. go into our apartment, and he'd just like, go into my fridge and eat all my tortillas. I'd be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> would this kid think he is in my tortillas i know i know it was that funny and now we're in a band and we're best yeah, friends blah, blah, blah.
4: <laughs> it's uh it is funny because like that that was um that was when we were just making music as producers you know all three of us we were just producers and songwriters and you know um it was something that we always did we just worked in, in media you know uh sometimes it was video stuff you know, like dave has a big video and broadcast background and I don't know, like, we just did so many different things. And at some point, you know, when it was just, like, a job for us, like, we moved all over the place. Nate and I went to L.A. Dave stayed in Boston for a little while. And, like, then we went to England. It was just this big thing. We just jumped all over the place all the time. And at some point when we kind of got uh, burnt out as, you know, producers and just working, like, regular sort of jobs in the creative field, you know, we, we decided to maybe take a, take a chance at making some jams, like, by ourselves, just, like, for us as a joke, you know. And uh, it... It just felt good, you know? And we played with the idea of saying, hey, well, we can make a project out of it. And we didn't know really what what to call it or what to do with it or anything. We just liked making music for ourselves instead of giving it away. So that's kind of where it all started. That was the starting point of everything that transpired up until today, at least, was just us burning out there and saying, hey, let's just do it for ourselves. So.
6: Yeah, so you know, when when was there a direction in that you had in mind when you, you know, first started writing songs together? Because I'm sure you know you're writing for other people and everything. Um, but what was kind of like what what point or vibe did you want to get across with you know with Arizona as a project?
0: I remember it initially started. Zach looked at me and goes, let's just write cool, chill songs with really dope guitar solos. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really much much thought behind getting any point across, I think what it, what it really was for us was a change of pace from doing that so much, because as a producer, as a songwriter, you know, your main goal is to take someone else's vision and sort of translate it, you know, or interpret it, and, and sort of turn it into this, this finished product. You're like the middleman between someone that's a visionary, so to speak, and then a, a final product, you know, the, the CD, or the, the master, or whatever, and you have a big creative hand in it, but you know, you're just the vehicle. So I think when Arizona became what it is, it was always just saying, "Hey, you know, if it doesn't feel right, let's not do it." So like we would just make some jams and make some music and if it felt good, we didn't think, you know, to ourselves, "Oh, well, this doesn't really sound like us." Or, "Oh, well, you know, maybe we should make it sound more like this." We just said, "This is dope." <laughs> like, you know, and I think the 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 natural components that that Dave and I and Nate all bring to it weren't something that was contrived it was just something that we said you know whatever you like doing do it on the record and
6: we'll see what happens it just so happened to be what it is but it was never thought about i don't think specifically um and then and i have to ask um you know since you guys are from new jersey where did where did the band name arizona came from you're gonna get asked this i'm sure a million times you probably already oh, yeah. have been asked this a million, <laughs> a million times third, actually uh, <laughs> yeah, so um and i usually never ask this question but i'm actually interested yeah, it's it's funny story actually. You know,
4: we were we were facetiming we were facetiming Dave, uh, who was living in Jersey or Boston at the time when we were in LA, and uh, we sent him the first Arizona record that we ever did just before he was, was even called Arizona. It was like this this thing that we did. And we sent it to him, and uh, we said, "Hey, you know, this is cool. What do you think?" And he was like, "It is cool. Who's it for?" You know, because us doing our he was like, "Who's it for?" We're like, "Oh, you know, it's not for anybody. We just decided to make a song." Um, maybe we should do some more, you know? And and we were all kind of hyping each other on the idea, feeding off each other and and whatnot, and saying, oh, you know, know, we could do, like, a band. It would be, like, our own project, you know? And we were on FaceTime, and Nate was sitting next to me. Uh, And I just happened uh,
0: (laughs) to be wearing an article of clothing that said Arizona on it. (laughs) And and literally Dave
4: said, you know, man, like, you know, it's not going to matter what we call it, you know? It's not going to matter what it looks like or anything. Like, no one's ever going to care about this, you know? So... That being said, you know he's like, even if we did do something like a project, like, do we even care what it's called? Is it ever gonna be about the name or the the you know what we look like or anything? You know, and and it wasn't for us. It was really, really, really always just about uh, the music and getting back to why we ever even started in the first place. That's kind of what Arizona was about. So he pointed over Facetime at went, "It was call it Arizona." He's <laughs> like, "Dude, like, uh, you know, I can make anything look dope, dude. Like, I'll just throw it together, check it out, you know." And it was it was a joke. Like he was just joking with us and. Dave always does this like sort of half joke thing where you don't know if he's being serious or not so you have to kind of go with it until at some point you feel it's appropriate. You're like, are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? He's like, I don't know, maybe, you know. <laughs> he's like, hold on. You know, and he puts it together and designs it and spaces it out and sends it to us. And when we got done laughing, we looked at him and we said, yeah, why not? It'll be a funny story one day. You know, imagine, imagine we were ever sitting in front of three cameras and people talking to us about this. You know, imagine that stupid idea. Like, how funny would that be to tell to tell someone that story? <laughs> so that's literally kind of where it started.
6: Awesome. Well. You're here for the music, so let's talk about a little bit uh, about it today. Um, you want to pick three songs from this list, um, and you know you can tell a story about what the song's about—a uh, story about writing it, you know, in the studio, or a story about playing it live. Whatever comes to mind. I think Electric Touch is a good one, and you want to pick yeah.
0: one more, and I'll pick one more. Uh, cross my mind's always a good one.
4: Cross my mind's a good one. Uh, I was wrong is a fun story. I was wrong is a fun story. Cool. Electric Touch was a song that we wrote with Julia Michaels who's like super super prolific writer she's great and we we got a day with her where we sat down and threw ideas back and forth and it was I think like the quintessential sort of songwriter experience where you're all in a room together and you just kind of throw things at each other and it naturally just happens, you know, and you're pulling from your own experiences, which are super different, and you like maybe talk about your own experience. Like all of us kind of went back and forth about stories, about, you know, oh, well, you know, I have this long distance relationship. And then, you know, for someone else, it was just like, oh, you know, I've been struggling so much with this thing. Or like, oh, I think that this is a weird concept between people. And what if it was just like, and you just... You just shoot back and forth a whole bunch of you know hippie bullshit you know <laughs> and and uh and you indulge that that real party you. So, you know and, and and it's a really 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 interesting thing you go back and forth with and you come up with a song that's a lot of different experiences from a lot of different things in one sort of you know compiled you know song or work of of honesty and raw stuff so that was a really really good day for Electric Touch. That was a cool. It just came together so naturally. And the video for that—that's our latest single actually. Okay. And we just put out a video for that, and we were able to do that song kind of kind of justice because the video uh, concept was a- about these these yeah. two these two fans. You know, these two girls that hit us up and said, "Hey, you know, we've been in a relationship, and uh, for a long time, and we we weren't for a while. Then your music kind of brought us back together." And I'm surprising, you know, my girlfriend with tickets to your show in Seattle. Like, you know, they were from the Midwest. They're like, we're going all the way to Seattle to see you guys. Like, it'd be wonderful if you could just dedicate a song to us on stage. And we were so moved by by that by that email, uh, especially when we just finished that song and it was that, that such a raw song for us. We we said, you know, we should we should you know contact these girls and sort of make it a thing where we can tell their story. So we made the entire music video about these two girls and it's, it was it was really, 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 really cool to meet them and be a part of that. Um, awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then I was wrong. Uh, I was wrong.
0: Yeah. tell it all. wrote that one in, uh, while well, we were living in England. Yeah. And that was, uh like what, the second song yeah. we ever wrote? Yeah, it was the third. Are You off of the oh, album yeah. is
4: actually the second one, but but the second one we finished. You know, I was wrong with like, the second one we actually got done. I <clears throat> did a demo of, and that was a fun song because we had just picked up and, and left L.A. Yeah, we just left, you know, and, and um, it was it was uh, a weird time, and there was there was uh, a lot of people we left behind, and a lot of people didn't think it was right for us to just pack up and leave and go to you know go to England, and I think you know being five thousand miles away from people and like having some alone time with just you and your homie and your you know, new you know new place you know makes you think a lot and you think about like yeah you know i think it was the right thing for me to do but a lot of what i left behind probably wasn't good and that's what i was wrong sort of was about was it wasn't saying you know hey like i'm so sorry take me back it was just like i don't need to try to apologize i don't need to try to make it better i was completely wrong about all of the things i did and i know that period and that's that's a really that's like that's like a comma in the emotion string you know and nothing comes after it it's like the christopher walking of emotions it's just like but uh but that sort of uncomfortable feeling is what is what i was wrong really was about and you know especially out
6: there yeah where'd you guys live in england living uh (laughs) right outside liverpool in this
0: town called birkenhead birkenhead what probably there
4: uh, we had a friend out there. We had, we had a homie out there who was, you know, who was another music kid, you know, and, and he was just like, he was like, you know, he was visiting uh, LA for a little bit. And we were hanging there and we went back to England. He was like, yo, like, I'd love to have you guys out in England. You should come out, you know. And we were like, oh man, we can't just do that, dude. Like, we have a whole bunch of stuff here. He out. was like, he yeah, was you like, can he was like, do nah, you, it. You can do it. Just leave, you know. <laughs> and we were like, ah, you know, we went back and forth. And then when, when, um, you know, when, when we did get so burnt out and we, we did have that one moment with Let Me Touch Your Fire, which was the first Arizona song that we were talking about earlier, I guess it was just like an avalanche into us feeling like, hey, let's just do what feels right. And if not being here anymore feels right, we should just go, you know, I guess, which is also kind of what sparked that I was wrong. So England was a cool time, though. It was a great time. And Crossfire was a fun time. That happened in L.A. before all that. right? Or no, yeah, after all that. After all that. Yeah, we went back to L.A. at some point. We had a long night. Uh, so we were like in, in, our, in our buddy's hot tub just hanging out. And uh, he has a studio. He's out in L.A., he's, you know, and, and, and we were hanging out in his hot tub one night, kicking and drinking drinking a whole bunch of wine and whatever. And uh, everybody was going to sleep, but a couple of us stayed awake. We had like a progression. I had like a chorus in mind. I laid down like almost nothing, like almost, <laughs> almost nothing of a
0: song. And Dave it was, and Nader yeah, it both. Was, it was like one of those things where, like, Zach is like a super night owl. Yeah. <laughs> Dave is, like, yeah, an dude. early bird, and i fall somewhere, like, in the cracks. Yeah. So Zach would be up, like, late, mad night, working up late, up mad late. Yeah, mad late. And, like, Dave would wake up as he's going to bed and just be like, what you got there? Just, like, open it up. Yeah,
4: I'd pass out. And then, like, I'd wake up, you know, sometime later on in, in the day, and they'd have, like, a whole song built out. And they built, like, the bare bones for Cross My Mind. And it was good, because Cross My Mind, that, that song was about something, like, really, really, really personal to me. Uh you know, when you have someone like super, super far away and, and you can't really do anything about it, you know, and you don't get to call them all the time and you definitely don't get to see them when you want. And that kind of causes problems, you know, you just kind of want to tell them that's why I always tell people, like, that's a literal song. Like the words in that song are so literal. Like, it's just, you know, I I, I know I suck and I don't do all the right <laughs> things. But hey, like, I'm still thinking about you. Like, you're still here. And you wake up and you have like you know the the whole track built out. These guys jump in. You're like, okay, there's the verses.
6: Let's go write some verses. You know, and you put the you put the song together. So that that was a fun experience, that particular weekend in LA. Cool. Um, you know that you, you guys. It seems like you've been you know writing songs in the music industry for a while. Is there any um crazy nights or crazy stories, um that you know. They might anger you, or that you might be laughing your ass off. I don't Not know. For the any, any, anything Not that for the air, bro. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> like, is
6: there anything that just that's so ridiculous that you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh, jeez, dude. It's
4: just like you're saying that, and like they're just slide showing, <laughs> and I'm like, which one? You know, uh, there, there were, there were. I, I think there's a, there's a, there's a probably a string of things that can fall under one answer for me at least. When 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 we were particularly, probably two things, and they're the same kind of thing. When 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 we were all together in Boston, with Dave and Nate and I were all together in yeah. Boston. Uh, I particularly remember having to jump on. We all did having to jump on like the mega bus, like like the fifteen dollar bus between New Jersey and Boston, in like the dead of winter, in, like the dead of the Northeast winter. I mean, which for Chicago is not a big deal, but for us, like, yeah, you know what I mean, uh, going back and forth and. This is when you have no listeners on Spotify. This is when you're not even doing your own music. You know, you're just getting better at your craft, and you're writing, and you're producing, and Dave is in school full-time, Nate's in school full-time. Dave's working part-time. Like, Dave's doing mixes part-time for other people. Like, you don't really have the bandwidth, you know, time-wise to really put your 110% into it. And you also don't have the money, because, you know, whatever. You're just doing, doing what you can. It's like the cliche struggle story, but, like, to be around guys that I was around that somehow you know, maybe, you know, they weren't able to give 110%. Being around guys that were able to give 150% through all that shit was so inspiring to me. And that was something that I, I thought to myself, like, we just can't stop doing this ever. Even if it stays like this the rest of my life, like, I can't stop doing this so long as these guys are there doing that as well, you know, so that was the moment I look back on um, the struggle-wise. I know it's not a very funny one. Yeah. There's a lot of funny ones, but but that's... That's the particular thing I remember when we are out here doing stuff like this now, where everything seems to be a little easier than it was then. I mean, it's all relative, but, you know,
6: it's a good reminder for me, at least. You know, also to, um, you know, Discovery, like how how did, you know, the record deal and, and getting Discovered happen? Was it, was it something more through the songwriting channels or was it something that you know, <laughs> happened online or, you know?
0: It definitely grew online more okay. than anything. I grew up in a funny circle of friends who were like, we're a whole bunch of like YouTube kids who posted a bunch of videos online, and, like found popularity through that. One of my best friends, he had accumulated like 1.5 million subscribers. So, when we first started uh, doing Arizona, he was a drummer and he was like, Oh, I thought it'd be cool to do like a Bad Blood drum cover for my uh, YouTube channel.
2: Yeah, that's how it's song. That'd yeah. be
0: cool, but it'd be cooler if we did like a full band cover of Taylor This <laughs> yeah. Bad Blood, right? Like, I'm starting yeah. this band, like. They're dope dudes. Like, let's get it all together, shoot a dope video, and you can throw that on your channel. That'll be fire. He was like, "Yeah, man. Like, I'm down." Yeah.
4: With that. That's and, that's something we, we shot and put it up on his channel. We shot it in our boy's backyard in Glen Rock, you know. And uh, you know, Dave ran most of the production on the video side of that, and we just we threw it together, you know. And, and we, we edited ourselves, and 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 Dave does all, you know does all the uh, just all the posts in the video, and we just we did it all in house. And I think for us, it was something that we said, "Cool, we'll just put it out." We put it on Reddit and um you know people found it it's actually how we met our manager our current manager you know it was a kid living on wall street who found that on Reddit. i was like i'm so inspired i love you guys you don't even have social media like what are you guys doing you have no facebook you have no twitter like i he had to message us on soundcloud you know and he was like what the fuck guys like what are you doing and we were like uh nothing man like a couple of kids were just kind of burnt out and everything we we're just like we're having fun was like, no you guys are dope like let's do something and we we're like yeah man if you want to manage it like be my have guest, fun. you know, have fun. And we became yeah. a really good friends through that, but he, he pushed hard for us and got us posted on YouTube, uh, on a big YouTube blog, Mr. Suicide Sheep, and that got a bunch of plays. And then he, like, you know, <laughs> through he was like, made us, like, set up a Facebook, set up a Twitter, <laughs> set up a, get, get your shit on Spotify, you know, and it, cro- like, all those all those numbers that we started getting because of those YouTube blogs that would post us crossover to Spotify. And it's funny that the people that signed us and called us, like, we knew. Like, we knew of, you know, like, we we're producers. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the same people that signed other artists were calling us. But it's not for what we ever did. You know, it was never, like, they don't even remember those points of contact because it's insignificant, not yeah. a big deal. But, like, it was just weird from the call you and be like, hey, you guys are an awesome band. They just think that you're, like, just some, some band, like, in the middle <laughs> of nowhere. And, um, and it was really, really flattering because it was like, damn, like, there's nothing else going into this. People are just liking the music we're doing right now. So it kind of makes you forget about all, like, well, we did all this before. Like, no one cares. It's all right. Like, the fact that we're doing what we love right now and people are enjoying just that alone, like, was,
6: was really cool to us. <laughs> so yeah, it's like it you, you're, you're being recognized for the band and not for the songs that you wrote prior. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, so. There's no repertoire. No one's judging. No one has anything to go by except what you put in front of them, you know, and that's that's really, really cool. Are there, can, you, can you mention any of the songs that you guys have written for other people?
4: Uh, I mean, we did so much, dude, so much work with so many people, we, uh, Oh, well, funny story, my first cut ever, like, ever, ever, when I was, like, 18 or 19, was a, was a single with, uh, with Maya and Sean Paul, like, ghetto superstar Maya, like, get a, Maya and Sean Paul, you know, we, we, we did a record with her, um, the guy that, that I was telling you we were hanging out with in L.A., like in his hot tub, kicking it, like, that, that's our mentor. His name's PJ. We've known him since we were little. He taught us everything, you know, that we know about producing and writing and things like that. And um, he's the dude that really did more stuff. Like, he wrote way more songs and, and whatever. And um, when we were out in L.A., we were working with him. And through him, we got to work with so many awesome people. Like, we became really good friends with a girl named LP. I do yeah. LP. Um, he her on met, him. Yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. LP. Sick. Uh, Metro Station was a really, really cool act. You know, we, we worked with uh I don't know, like dude, everybody. You know, every all the all the coolest kids that we could find we would work with. And sometimes it was a label thing, sometimes it wasn't. But the idea was just to try to find stuff that we like. And we didn't always get to do that. Sometimes it was like, Hey, this is coming through. This is gonna let you live, like you should work on this and they, maybe it wasn't something you were good at or particularly wanted to do, but you did it anyway. And I think that's what sharpened us as producers to when we wanted to do what we did, we knew how to just kinda you know put it all together
6: in ways that works yeah your sound definitely isn't amateur <laughs> you know <laughs> when, I, when i saw you guys i'm like yeah these guys know how to write songs they know, and they know how to perform it live you know so um thanks again for coming in thank um, you one thank final you. question and i asked this to everybody what was the first concert you attended oh uh
0: 2005 i went to go see me without you and under oath yeah some uh I grew up in, like, the weird, like, hardcore metal scene. So that was, like, my first show. I was, like, 12 years old. Mom was scared to death of all the mosh pits. It was <laughs> awesome.
4: Oh, man. Uh, this is a good one because it's going to, I guess, show you how weirdly diverse we all are as people and friends. I mean, my first concert literally ever that I went to was uh, way back in the day. I was like a kid. My mom took, took me to it. I was into it, though. It wasn't just, like, dragged along. It was, uh, I think it was the, the, the Rob Thomas, like, the tour were like smooth was like the big thing and carlos santana would play with him uh and macy gray opened yeah and like that was the, the first concert i ever went to and then i went to a katie tunstall concert shortly after uh well a couple years later in new york katie tunstall like yeah. what was it the cherry tree something Blackwood cherry tree i forget yeah but yeah really weird shit is what i is what i did
1: And I'm Jerry Bryant, and this is a great edition of JBTV from the Heart of the Windy City, downtown Chicago. And I'm so, I gotta tell you, this is what I do JBTV for, is so we can experience brand new music at the very beginning, because this is when it means the most, you know? Like, when you're trying to gather an audience now, you had no problem getting a whole packed house here at JBTV. How did that happen? Uh, I don't know you know
4: I think that's something that we think about quite a bit Mm -hmm. Uh, when we make records in a basement in New Jersey and then we come out to places and we see people show up it's a it's really interesting concept for us to see that it touches people
1: all across the country and they come out to see it now when you first started you didn't care less about social media you were just doing your music and then you ran into this manager and what happened Jake oh dude, he yelled at at
0: us he was like what's your guys problem you have no Twitter you have no Facebook like how is anyone supposed to find your stuff yeah, and that kinda wasn't the point, I don't think, originally.
4: I know Dave and I talked about that quite a bit, you know, when we talked about starting the project, you know. It
0: was yeah. I think we were trying actually hard to be incognito. We were, <laughs> we were trying hard to be like unreachable.
2: <laughs> for a so. long
4: time. For a long time we didn't even have like our picture up, you know. I we just had like these weird logos and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, on Spotify and people thought we were like either like a, a DJ or like one guy or a duo, you know, whatever it is. Like so it was a slow it was a slow sort of grind from Mm -hmm. us doing it for our own reasons to doing it that fits in the format that exists today. You know, it it began with just us, you know, Uh, at some point when we started touring, though, uh, we saw that mediums like Spotify and like the the internet sort of carries these, you know, these records, you know, across uh, a big, you know, a a big area of the world so that when you start touring, you see people and how it affects them. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, for me at least, and probably for, for all of us, it, it changed your motivation a little bit because it's no longer just about you. It's about the fact that, you know, even though it's just you guys in a basement in Jersey making records in a home studio, you know, you're changing people's lives and perceptions and things. So it became almost like a responsibility that we wanted to make sure what we were doing was honest. Mm-hmm.
5: those eyes, even though you try to hide it, there's not much to figure out, cause I know why, and I won't try to fight it, try to fight it, and I'll be the first to tell you, you were right, oh you were right, oh you were right, won't try to say I'm sorry this time. I know that I was wrong. I know. I know.
4: who's gonna be up this early like who's gonna come out and be like Arizona the band not the state wow it's 10 a.m like wow you guys are out here it's like noon this is cool Chicago
1: Arizona on JBTV the podcast okay another live song on our JBTV stage from Arizona what is next oh man speaking of Canada and England
0: that's where I want to (laughs) be the next one's where I want to be
4: it's good to see you guys Sex uh, was kind of a throwback. It's called "Where I Want to Be." Touch. We wrote it with Julia Michaels, who's like an awesome writer. She she came in for a day, and we sat down, and we threw a bunch of we we got right into it. Doug, you know, we were all sitting there. We 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 had like a big, experience sort of mosh pit of just throwing ideas around at each other, and, and we had like a we had like a simple idea, and Dave was on the the keys, and just you know, we were just writing to that, and at some point, it just kind of it just kind of kicked, and we just wrote like the entire song in a couple hours, right?
0: going out and playing our songs is cool um, and I think sometimes we have something to say mm-hmm. and uh, this song is kind of a reminder to, to us and hopefully to everyone listening that um, at the end of the day like even if we're a divided people or if we have different opinions on things like we're, we're people at the end of the day and we kind of go through the same things so um, kind of trying to unite, unite the, the
6: people
4: Unite, unite, (laughs) unite everyone under the Arizona flag This next song is called People Crying Every Night And it's our little lull in the set, I guess To kind of like slow jam it, right? Give me some lull But yeah, man, especially everything that's going on right now It's, uh, yeah, I know, right? It's cool because going out on tour and, and, and doing performances like this and appearances, you know, whether it be you know uh, small room, big room, it doesn't matter. You know, you're, you're in front of people, and uh, for us, you know, being in front of people uh, meant more than just being, hey, you know, like we're a cool band. You know, this is our music. Check us out. Blah blah, whatever. That, that's beautiful. <laughs> it was just an opportunity to get in front of people and uh, maybe leave them with something a little bit more than just a cool a cool show, you know, or a good time. Uh, and and this song to us was just a reminder to the people that you know no matter what's going on in the world or what side of the fence you're on, you know we're all on some side of the fence together. So uh, this next one's called People Crying.
5: We can't say the things we try to hide. Like everyone else, we can't choose the way we die. Over we can choose the way we live tonight. I wish I had the answers. I wish I had the time to give you all the reasons why it's worth it down the line. Well, maybe I don't have the answers, but maybe we could find the time because there's people crying, people crying every night. Whoa, people crying every night. There's people crying every night. Whoa, oh, Crying every night, there's people crying every night Oh, oh, oh Oh, oh It's such a strange and unforgiving life And no matter what, no one makes it our life We should spend more time Wondering why we fight Instead of hiding love On the edge of all our knives I wish I had the answers I wish I had the time To give you all the reasons Why it's worth it down the line Oh, maybe we don't have the answers. Maybe we can find the time. Because there's people crying, people crying every night. Oh 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 People crying
2: every night. There's people crying every night. Oh
5: oh 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 People crying every night. There's people crying every night. People crying every night People crying every night
4: Which is great, because at the, at the end of the day, which we always talk about, is, like, it goes back to the thing of being being best friends in a basement making songs. Mm-hmm. And then going on tour is one medium that you get to meet people and, and touch more people with, with your music and things like that. And, like, TV is just another one of those mediums. Or anything visual like that is one more medium to reach people that didn't know you before. So it's it's able to let you be who you are for real to people and show, show people who you really are. Wow. So.
1: That's awesome. Okay, what's next on our JBTV stage?
4: Uh, Probably a new one, I think, from the album.
0: Yeah, this Uh, is one of uh, the newest ones off our album, Gallery, which this one's Are You.
2: Black heart, black eyes, oh, I feel alive.
5: Chaos hiding in my eye Oh, you shouldn't trust me and you know why But there's no use in trying to hide Now you don't have to cry. It's getting dark, out, baby, come inside. And when the voices in your head come alive, oh.
1: The band's called Arizona. What's next?
4: Uh, you know the uh, the conversations have sort of danced around the first Arizona song that we ever did before it was even Arizona. We haven't, you know, we haven't talked too much about it. Other than that, uh, it's called "Let Me Touch Your Fire," mm-hmm. and that's the one that has Nate's fun guitar solo in it. And oh, we okay. like to jam. Yeah, that's probably appropriate. Anything with a guitar solo is probably uh-huh. appropriate.
2: Got a cold, hot, cold hand
4: Okay, what's next? It's the single before the last one we just put out. It's called Ocean's Away. Cool. Well, here it is right now on JB TV. You know, for a long time and Price, we met two years ago and saw these kids and it was like, hey,
2: <laughs>
4: I'm just kidding. Where I was going with that is Price came on board. You know, we've all known each other for a long time and Price came on board about two years ago and anybody else in their right mind would see three kids like us and just turn the other way and run and Price was like, all right. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'm down, you know? And uh, we never really thought we'd be doing what we're doing right now. So for a bunch of best friends up here, being like,
5: yo, thanks for coming out, guys.
4: We check out the ship. Like, That's cool. That's great. But also just thank you. It really means a lot that you're here. You want to play that? Yeah. We might as well. Your mind must be in Oceans Away right now. Wow. We should play that. Hold on. Hold on. Let me pull it. Yeah, okay.
0: Let's do, yeah. This one... I guess you could say that song didn't cross your mind.
4: I suppose not. It's interesting. You have certain set times that you have to hit, like when you're on stage. So I'm just like, oh, here it is, last song. But I'm like, wait, no. We can do Oceans Away.
5: How about that? Sick. me up when you came around When the high wore off, no, you needed space But I don't want to wait, I don't want to miss A few thousand miles in an ocean away But I see the sun rise
1: One more song, one more song, one more song. One more song. Will you do one more song right now on our JBTV stage? Can this happen? Chicago is, has been wonderful,
4: and I sincerely hope. You know what? I'm not gonna do the pun. I can't do the pun. I gotta, I gotta give it. I gotta give it to Nate. Nate's gotta do the pun, the dad joke. Come on, Nate, take it home.
0: You, hey, Jerry. It's been such an honor to be here on this show with you. Uh-huh. And I can speak for all of us when uh-huh. I say, not a single day is gonna go by. Uh-huh. Where you don't cross our mind uh, This next uh, one's uh. crossed my mind
5: I know I haven't been perfect Give it some time There's not a single day
1: Cool, so until next time, it's Jerry Bryant from the Windy City saying bye-bye, stay high, and but of course, keep on rocking and rolling with the best music, the best artists, and they're always right here on JBTV, like Arizona. JBTV. There you go, the JBTV podcast, where we bring you the best music, the best interviews, and it's all unscripted and totally unrehearsed. Follow us on all the social media and spread the word. This is JBTV Music Television, the JBTV podcast.
0: JBTV. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes, we also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? too hard not with form assist it actually teaches you how to row so it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a season pro peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals 92 percent stick with it so can you try the peloton row risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com home-trial
3: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football